Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you, well, thank you. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL, we are on location, special location. Special right location. Now. We are in New York, though. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> NBA headquarters. We are at the G League suite. Is this a G League suite? We're going to call it the G League suite. Like this League. is now the G League suite. <laughs> yes, take, yes. take over. You know, anytime <laughs> you're in New York City in the corner office, you're important. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so, Sharif Abdul Rahim, basketball legend, but now is the president of the NBA G League. So, um, we actually are going to be announcing. Some exciting things that EYL and G League will be doing together. So it's, it's all it's, making um, sense. Yeah, it's fitting to have this conversation. We're going to be talking about all things business related when it comes to sports, the G League, um, marketing, promotion, and of course, you know his his interesting journey from Atlanta to third pick you know, Canada to <laughs> now running the G League. Yeah, the kids these days will probably not remember there was a franchise in Vancouver, but yeah. there was a franchise in Vancouver. For sure. And this was this was the franchise player. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank, and thank you. Uh, I said this off camera, but thank you for everything you're doing. You know, I think educating, you know, all of us, exposing people. You know, I just shared, I, I took a, a clip you know, just recently and shared it with my my younger brother who's interested in real estate. So you know, what you guys are doing 
is phenomenal and, and empowering to to a lot of people. So, thank you. Thank I appreciate you, man. it. So That's what it's about. All right. So let's get into it. So first, I'll, I'll give the backstory for anybody that doesn't know. Um, so yeah, you were you're from Atlanta, yep. McDonald's All American, one of the best players, um, and then you went to Georgia Tech. I went to, to Cal, 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 and then um, Pac-10 freshman of the year. Yep. And then you have an illustrious career in the NBA, but a lot of people struggle after their post playing career, right? They now it's like the lottery to try to become a, a broadcaster, but only few people can actually really be successful as a broadcaster. And a lot of guys, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. They make money. Some people have not made great decisions with their money and, and they fall on financial hardships. But you're somebody who obviously has figured it out after his career and now you're an executive, you know, in the NBA, um, you know, running the the G League. So um I first want to just, you know, what was that transition like for you? Um was this something that you always kind of had in mind that you wanted to stay in sports but on an executive level and mentally how was it transitioning from being a star basketball player your whole life to now you know, being a regular citizen. Yeah. Um, you know, one, I, th I think the, the transition, like, starts at the beginning. You know, and I kind of picked that up from, like, God, you know, the Magic Johnsons, the Isaiah Thomas, the guys before me who I, I saw do really well as they transitioned from playing and just talking to them and understanding things that they were doing, meeting people, learning, being curious while they um, were playing. And so I, I said it started there. When I retired, I had the opportunity. I retired with the Sacramento Kings. I retired early. You know, my, my knee, um, you know, I had some trouble with my knee, and I couldn't, you know, the last three years of my contract, I couldn't play. And, you know, in the NBA, contracts are guaranteed. Mm. Uh, so I was still getting paid, but I couldn't play. And the organi organization asked me to stay and, and help out and, you know, help out with, you know, mentor some of the younger players. Um, and what, but what they, what, what, um, the guy who was the president, then a guy named Jeff Petrie, what he allowed me to do was to, you know, he asked me to mentor and help younger players, but, you know, go do whatever else you want to do. So I would go and I would meet with the, the CFO. I'd go meet with the person who was over marketing, you know, all the areas of the organization I had never had exposure to. And, um, you know, what that did for me was just opened up, like, the idea that this is a business and, like, wow, all these, you know, we had this media deal going on and this marketing deal. And, okay, so when you guys ask us to come to this, you know, mixer, you know, to this, you know, social engagement, this is really what it was about. Um, so I, I spent two years doing that. Um, I went, I, I was, you know, kind of the one and done era. I was the, at the front of that, uh, myself and Stephon Marbury. Um, so I, I, but in this time that I'm, you know, playing in the NBA and, uh, you know, now transitioning, I, I was trying to finish school. So I, and, you know, I'm in Sacramento, you know, you know, the Northern California, Berkeley was about an hour away. So during this time I went and I finished um, my undergrad at Berkeley. Um, you know, from there, you know, I kind of worked in some different areas in sports and, um, you know, before long, I kind of transitioned. I went back and got my master's. And when I finished, that led me, you know, back here um, to the NBA. I'd done an internship here, internship here at the NBA one summer. So long story short, that led me. But it, it all just, it came just from being curious, you know, not wanting, you know, you know, just my playing career to be the end of, you know, what I could contribute and what I could do. Um, I wasn't sure exactly, you know, where it would lead me and what I would do. Um, but it's been, you know, again, I think I've I've been able to 
take my experience playing, you know, my experience around the business and, you know, now, um, you know, cultivate that into, you know, you know, leading the G League. So, I mean, that's interesting, right? Because most people, when they think intern, they think, all right, that's the person that's going to do the job for free, that's going to learn on the fly. Being a star, being an all-star, right? Going from that part of life to now being an intern and having to start over again in a different realm, was there any anxiety, any angst, or did you have that year of that you were going around meeting CFOs, it really prompted you to say, all right, I'm comfortable in these settings. I'm going to attack this thing head on. I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to work my way up. Well, you know, one, you know, I was like, I, I, I did it. I was in, I, so, you know, after a number of years with the King's organization, I, I left and, you know, I, I went and, and um, went to, went to grad school, went to business school. And, and in between my first year and my second year, I was like, I want to experience. I want to, you know, go learn being a, you know, just being a regular setting is hard to do that. Um, so I, I, you know, made some calls and emailed some people and uh, Mark Tatum, who's the deputy commissioner, I got in touch with him and I was telling him what I was doing. Um, you know, the story I tell is like, I was like all over the place and he was like, look, you know, okay, I, we'll figure it out. But I ended up, you know, interning here at the, at the NBA and, you know, like, you know, what I did, you know, honestly, you, I borrowed from my background. Like, you know, I, I, you got to start somewhere, you know, like even in, you know, nobody, LeBron didn't show up being LeBron, you know, like, you know, Jordan didn't show up being Jordan. You know, nobody, you have to, you know, you kind of have to start where you are. Um, you know, we all need people to, to help us and educate us. And then you have to be willing to do the work and, and kind of, um, you know, be open enough to, to learn it. So in that part of it, um, you know, like I was, I was fine. Um, and, you know, and, you know, yeah, some anxiety, you don't know what you don't know, but, you know, you, you know, willing to learn and kind of, you know, ingratiate yourself to people in a way that, you know, people are willing to help and, and, and show you the way. So, um, yeah, for, for me, I never, you know, again, like I never, um, um, you know, got so tied to the, the idea of, you know, like, like that was, Nice, but you know, I, I when I was young, I read a thing that said that you know if if all I did in life was you know like this thing, and that's all people knew me for, then I did a poor job of living. So I never wanted that to just be you know you know what I was known for, the only thing that I could do. So I never you know I tried not to you know just be um, labeled as you know a basketball player. So all right, so let's let's get into this G League conversation. So everybody knows about the NBA, right? And they know kind of heard about the G League Development League. Can you explain exactly what the G League is, how it works, the teams, all that, to kind of give people a greater, you know, idea of the G League? So so the G League and, you know, in its, you know, first iteration, the NBA Development League, mm -hmm. um, you know, now G League, Gatorade League, um, and we're in our 22nd year of, you know, existence. Um, we are the official development league, affiliate league of the NBA. So if you, you know, if somebody's a baseball fan, you think of minor it's league, minor base, league yep. minor league baseball, triple A baseball. Um, and we are, you know, if you are a player and, 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 you know, maybe it didn't, you know, it didn't happen for you out of college, you know, in, in year, in years past, you know, the, the G league, D league then is where you would come to hone your skills, continue to grow. Just continue to, you know, in some cases you, you're there, you're ready, um, 
you know, just wait for 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 opportunity. So, you know, Seth Curry, you know, Steph's younger brother, mm -hmm. you know, spent, you know, four or five years with us. Um, Jordan Poole, before he really, you know, took off, he, you know, spent some time with us. Jeremy Lin, um, you know, countless, you know, players. I think now the, the stat is, you know, somewhere over 50% of current NBA players have G League experience. So, you know, everything from, you know, players that were passed up in the NBA draft, young NBA players last year, half of the lottery picks spent time in the G League. Half of the first round spent time in the G League. So, you know, you know, players that were passed up in the draft, young NBA players trying to, um, you know, find their way, develop their game. They're so, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, still trying to find a role for themselves with uh, NBA team. Um, and now we have our, our team Ignite, which is primarily made up of, um, younger guys that are draft that will be draft eligible. So the Jalen Greens, you know, in the past, Jonathan Kaminga, um, Scoot Henderson, this past draft. So what's, what's the Team Ignite? Can you explain that? So Team Ignite is is a league, NBA, G League owned and operated team. Um, they're based in Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas. And that team plays in the G League. They play the same, you know, schedule, same teams as everyone else. But it's primarily made up of young players that come from high school. You know, some come from abroad, come international, and that will, you know, one two years enter the NBA draft. So, you know, again, you know, Jalen Green. Now, yeah. you know, everyone knows him. He was started with us with Team Ignite. So school, yeah, school, school Henderson, school Henderson yeah. this past draft started with us. Um, so that that's our league um, made up. We're 30, you know, it's 30 NBA teams with 31 um, G League teams. We'll have, we'll be 32. Phoenix is the only NBA team that doesn't have a connection okay. to um, the G League. They'll be, they'll be in, um, I feel really good in, yeah. in the real near future. Um, and then we have a team in Mexico City independent team not connected to an NBA team um, and then again team Ignite so that that's our league that's that's our purpose that's what we do we also a place where you know young coaches grow up you know if you, you know, follow Nick Nurse 76ers Champion. head coach Started started with us. Yeah, champion in both leagues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, um, um, for all of our officials, if you're an NBA official, you started in the in the G League. You developed and grew through the G League. We test rules. So if you watch you know, Coach's Challenge, a uh, new rule in the NBA, we, we did Coach's Challenge in the G League four or five years before it reached the, the NBA. We tested, we analyzed it, we can kind of show success rates going back, you know, four or five years, you know, so all of this, we did shot clock. If you see the shot clock, you know, it used to be always that like there was a file in between the play. It go from, you know, the reset at 24, you know, we started the 14. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. um, so that, you know, we, we're, we're a league of innovation as well. Yeah, yeah. So Ignite is interesting because not only did, does it give an alternative for the, the kid who wants to come out of high school and may not be eligible, right? I think that you have to be one year post-grad. They don't have to go overseas. I know that was a, mel uh, a route that Melo took and then prior to him, Brandon Jennings took. Um, but they can get compensated differently, right? So like I know the average salary for the G League might be, I don't know, anywhere between 50, 100. But the guys who are looking like they're going to be a first-round pick or lottery pick, really top five, they can take on a larger salary. The guys like Scoot Henderson, and we were talking about Dink. Talk about that process of them knowing that they're lottery picks and being able to take on salaries that are different from the average player. Yeah. So it, it, it came from, you know, like the 
impetus of it came from just this idea of young, like guys were like looking for like different paths. You know, in my in my day, like it was no question, you know, it's high school, college, you know, I was of the era of like Kevin Garnett. And when he told us he was going to the, I was like, man, you crazy. Like, he's gonna right. kill you. Right? Like, one like, year before you. Right? <laughs> so, um, but you saw more and more young guys looking for different opportunities. We think we're a perfect place for, for guys to grow and develop. And with that, obviously, you want to be able to pay them their, like, market rate. And so I think we've, we've been able to do that with the Scoots and, and, and Kamingas and Jalen's. But in addition to that, like, we've also opened up, there's no restrictions on them, what they can go and do beyond just, you know, the salary they make playing in the G League. So like Scoot, for example, you know, while he was with us, he, you know, he signed, you know, we're a Nike league. He went and, you know, signed a, a, a deal with, with Puma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jalen had his suite of uh, marketing partnerships and, and things. So it we even, you know, this is, you know, pre-NIL, you know, they were able to go and, you know, kind of be professionals, truly mm-hmm. be professionals with no restrictions. So um, it's, it's, it's worked well in that regard. I think they, you know, they're more than talented enough to play in our league. Um, and then just the opportunities for them to kind of start their professional careers beyond, and, and then beyond the salary, we still pay, you know, their tuitions, you know, whether they want to start, you know, college now, or they want to start in the future, we pay for them to go to school. You know, we have, you know, what I kind of think of as a whole suite of, um, you know, like practical education, financial literacy. Um, you know, we start teaching them about the CBA. Um, you know, now we start, they have other, you know, uh, interests. You know, we try to explore and help them, you know, kind of start exploring those interests. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to, you know, just comprehensive, help them, you know, on the court and off the court, develop and grow and prepare for the NBA. So, um, okay, so... What's the revenue model for the G League? Because obviously the NBA, you know, television deals and a lot of money is generated, uh, but people don't really see the G League on television um, and they play in much smaller arenas. Corporate sponsorships, I'm assuming, is a lot lower than what it's, it is in the NBA. So the model, the model is the same model. So you know, still, it's still same. You know, media, you know, sponsorship, um, tickets. You know, same model is just you know smaller. You know, um, you know, obviously, and then, you know, as a league to, you know, as we want to grow, like all of those areas of what we have to grow. And so we and, and we have the the benefit of being connected um, and included in a lot of what the NBA does. So we we have a you know, we have national. So is, is the idea to be pro- I know I think the WNBA wasn't I don't know if they're even profitable now, but I know that obviously it's under the NBA umbrella. Right. So. Does the NBA care about the G League being profitable? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got to yeah. keep these lights on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. That's uh, that's what I spend a lot of my time on. Is So you know, you, you, you find new ways to make it more profitable? Finding, you know, new ways to to, to make, to help our teams be profitable, um, to grow the league to where it's profitable. Um, you know, in some ways, looking at our league um, and say, okay, like, what is the, what's the, the next model um, for... Um, the G League, like we, meaning the league, pays the players. You know, in a typical model, you know, say NBA, MLB, the um, teams uh-huh. pay, pay the players, right? So, so, you know, we're, again, you know, this was like the early days of the G League. It was like eight teams. 
They were primarily in the Southeast. They were in places like Columbus, Georgia, and Roanoke, Virginia. You know, we now, again, like, you know, evolved. We're almost, yeah. you know, one-to-one -one with our NBA teams. And, you know, so, you know, sometimes the question is, do we still have the, you know, should it be, you know, a different model now? Or, you know, you know, how do we grow, you know, maybe even beyond just the the, the 30 NBA teams to help us grow? Um, you know, what's the future? So that's, you know, that's what we spend a lot of our time on. So that's interesting. So, like, let's take the Knicks. We're here in New York. James Dolan is the owner of the Knicks. He, the Westchester Knicks are affiliate. But James Dolan doesn't pay the salary of the Westchester Knicks. That's up to the NBA. Or the G League. G League, right? Yeah. So then the revenue that's taken from those type of games, that goes back to the league as well? No, that's the, the Westchester Knicks. Westchester Knicks. Okay, yeah. good. So the, and when we talk about the teams, because um, they all have— And let me be clear. Yeah. The, the, the NBA and the NBA team, they support the right. G League in that so that they have—that's how a player, um, you know, any player, they, you know, the Knicks can pull any player from any team that's a G League you know, that's how, so they have that ability because they, you know, they support, they contribute to the G League. Um, but, you know, there's still, you know, areas and ways where we have to, as a league, you know, yes. grow. So when the, let's, we'll stay with the Knicks. If in that event, if they have a player that is on Westchester and they get called up, I guess if we're looking at farm system or developmental leagues, when they get the call up, they can sign something that's called like a two-way contract? They can do that. You can, you know, so you can have on, in our rosters, you can have, um, again, it could be, you know, young NBA players that are assigned. So they'd be contracted NBA players. So we hear it's the Knicks, um, manual quickly, probably wouldn't be, but let's just say, mm -hmm. you know, he comes by a young player. He could be assigned to our, our league, Westchester Knicks. Um, you know, you could have, um, you know, a player that was undrafted that's just a G League contracted player that, again, the league is paying, the mm -hmm. G League is paying. Or, and you can have then, you know, this third contract that you mentioned, a two-way contract. Those players are still, um, for the most part, contracted two-way players. So, or, or contracted NBA players. Okay. So this, this ignite um, conversation. So, it's always been issues with players that want to come straight to the NBA, right? Ever since they stopped, but now it's a lot of different things have happened over the course of the last twenty years, but. At one point, it looked like players were going to start going overseas. We saw Brandon Jennings went overseas and LaMelo Ball, but they never really went anywhere other than a couple cases. Then um, OTE starts a, their, their thing. They're still kind of figuring out how that's going to work out. Do you think that Ignite at some point will be like a primary choice for, for top high school players to go to instead of going to college? I think it can be. I, I think we 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 are in a position to be able to um, facilitate. It. I think the the what you have now, and I think is a good thing, is the them having the option to like make decisions for mm. themselves. So, and and, and you always had that, you, like you always had it. I don't think it has to be. You know, honestly, to that, I don't, I don't think it has to be you know G League or Ignite or you know college or anything else over you know one choice. Like you know, again, like in my time, you know, Tim Duncan stayed three extra years of college. He probably could have been the number one pick, you know, two or three years in a row and came. So like you've always had that you know option of you know, but at that time it was just college or the NBA. And I think now it's you know, yeah. well, well, they stopped. So Jalen, um, Jalen. We'll Rose, had, we interviewed Jalen Rose. Shout out to Jalen Rose. 
he had an interesting perspective on um, his his take was that the only sports that don't let players come straight out of high school are sports that are dominated by black people. Hmm. He was like, when you, you have tennis, it's normal. Soccer, people are playing at 15 years old. Um, and every other sport pretty much. But he was like, basketball and football, it's interesting that those sports don't allow you to come straight out of high school. Um, and by not allowing you to come out of high school, there's a lot of other people that's making a lot of money, millions and billions of dollars, whether it's colleges, whether it's whatever. So what's your thoughts on specifically basketball players not being able to come? Because there was a point, some of the best players of all time have come out of high school. The greatest player of all time, right? LeBron. Arguably. <laughs> so, Arguably. So what's your thoughts on... What are you playing with you? <laughs> what's your thoughts arguably, on arguably. Co- coming out of high school and, and how does that impact? Yeah, I think, it, look, in, 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 in this era, um, again, like the idea that you have the option. I think with NIL now, with what we're doing with the G League, if it's overtime, if it's abroad... The fact that a, a young person can go and make money um, and take care of themselves that in, in the way that they choose to. So if I can if I can go to school and, and you know, if I could have went to school and made, you know, X amount of money like that would at, in, in, in my in my situation, that would have been like the a world of difference. So it was, it was less about like the control of entering to me, entering the NBA or wherever. And it was, you know, the ability to be able to like take care of yourself and earn a salary and earn money, you know, based on, um, you know, other people profiting on you. I think that to me, I think that's really important. Like when you get into the, you know, the age and the, you know, um, at what point all those things are like, um, you know, collectively, collectively agreed upon between like leagues and, and players. Right. Like, so, you know, that part, I don't, you know, I, I think is, I think the part that is like really um, important is that the players have the options and the abilities to be able to go and, you know, start making money, monetize, take care of themselves. But do you think that players should be able to go to the NBA straight out of high school? I think they, I think they are, um, I think it's something that's good enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. something that's good enough. I think, um, you know, obviously it's something that's good enough, you know, but, um, you know, to say all of them, you know, again, like it, it has to work for like both sides it has to work for the leagues. Yeah. It has to work for like for the players and the players, the players have to agree. That's the right thing. The leagues have to agree, yeah, okay. have to get together to agree that, you know, this group of players should be able to, to be a part of our league. I think for, for us from a G league standpoint, having that option, you know, I think it, it, it helps some of that conversation. I feel like every time we hear that conversation, it's like, yes, there's a LeBron James, there's a Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, but there's also a Corleone Young from, from your age, yeah. from your day, where it's like, yeah. or a Lenny Cook who, yeah. who doesn't make it. But I, I, I want to stay with Ignite because I feel like the spreading and the growth of the brand is kind of not reliant, but it's it, it has a big purpose in having Ignite as a showcase team in a sense, where I remember last year when it was like, we all heard about Victor Wimbiyama, when will we be able to see him to play? And it was like, okay, he's going to play for a scoop in Ignite. And it was like, okay, now the focus is now on the league, right? We get to see the kids from Ignite, and now we get to see Vic. How is scheduling for that, right? Because that's not a regular 
team that's playing, they're playing an international team. And I know now we have another showcase. We have another star that's coming from France. And now you have Ron Holland on Ignite, who we all thought was going to Texas, is now on Ignite. How, how does that work in terms of scheduling and making it a showcase game? Yeah, I mean, the coordination of it, you're trying to, you know. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Obviously, connect with, you know, we're a league, you're trying to connect with a league, in, in this case, you know, uh, uh, international league and, you know, kind of tie in their, the timing of their season hmm. with the timing of our season and, you know, take one team and, you know, bring them here. So, I mean, it, it, it gets, um, it's not, it's not, you know, seamless. <laughs> like it's, it, it's, there's a lot of moving parts to it. And, you know, you know their, um, Victor, their team played in the LNB pro a league in France. So like, you know, the timing, like the timing of their schedule of their league games to be able to come here and play those games um, against Ignite. Again, we they had to do some things on their end to make it work. We had to do some things to make sure it made it work. Um, you know, this you know this season we brought in um, a team from Australia, um, Perth, and, and they matched up against Ron and, and Matis Bruzelis. You know, the idea is, you know, again, like it started and, you know, say with Scoot and Victor and you take, okay, the two most highly touted players in that draft again this year, you know, with Ron and um, Alex Sarr, same thing, two, you know, two of the top highly touted. Like when, you know, again, like bringing this talent from around the world and allowing people to be able to, um, you know, see them, witness them before they, you know, get to the NBA. I think we all remember, you know, seeing, say, LeBron and Carmelo play in their, like, high school game at mm -hmm. that time and, you know, how legendary that that was. Um, you know, you know, my thought is, like, some years later, people will remember seeing Scoot and Victor and, you know, and that would be in a, you know, that's in a, a G League game, essentially. So, yeah. you know, part of what we want to be able to do as a league is, you know, um, you know, introduce, you know, the best young players around the world to people, you know, ahead of the ahead of the NBA. Do, do you, is there a process, right, if a kid is super talented, let's say, you know, he's top 10 in his high school class, is there a process for them to become a, a member of Ignite? Or, like, how do you do that? Do you sit down with, 20 guys and say, all right, these five or these three are the ones that we're, we're going to allow to be on the team? Or is there a tryout process? I mean, it's a, you know, I think it's probably more of an education process. And like it doesn't, it doesn't fit for, for everyone. Like everyone won't, um, you know, think it's the right decision for them. Um, you know, like this year, the Ignite team this year had more draft eligible, I think eight. Like that's the most like we've had, you know, in the league. At one time, and then I think you know throughout the league, we probably have another eight or ten. You know, that's you know something a lot of people don't know. Like there are other you know guys that can go in the draft. They just play on our you know you know other you know standard G League teams. Um, so like the opportunity is there. You know, we explain. You know, like you know, Coach Jason Hart is the coach. He explains it to you know everyone. Um, 
you know, Andre Barrett is is like our program director. You know, they they explain it. You remember Dre? Um, crazy. You saying Jason Hart? I remember him playing at Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they explain, you know, yeah. like to families and educate them, and this what is this is what it's about. And and for the most part, so far, I think we're, you know, kind of growing to a point. Some, you know, we're, you know, you know, one team to, you know, for for that um, demographic of players is is tough. Um, but you know, it, we've been able to you know take care of the, the guys and get them opportunity. So, um, okay, so for the star player, they're obviously going to make a lot more money in Europe, right? Um, but I guess the advantage of the G League is that it's easier call up. It's the proximity. It's easier call up, right? Yeah, it's the you know if you again like I played last night in Westchester or Long Island. And you know Brooklyn needs a, a player, or is looking at a player. I mean, you have, you know, NBA executives, NBA scouts, personnel, you know, every G League game. You know, so you know, and, and in some cases, you know, they probably they're talking and have players as a part of their development system. You know, even though they're not quite yet at the NBA level, you know, they they're taking the interest in seeing them grow um, and develop. So is this a conversation that GMs or coaches have or players, agents to try to convince them, like, look, you're going to make more money in Greece, but this is why you should play in the G League? Or yeah, if you really, you know, I think the idea is like, if you really believe you're an NBA player, like, there's no, you know, you know, I let you know the the team basketball people say this, but like, you know, they say like the G League is the second best league in know, the in the world. Yeah, right. So do, like, do you think it's the second best league in the world? I, I don't, you know. I, I don't, you know, like fully, like if you take our, our league with, yes, and I, I, and I say that because if you take our league with young NBA players, um, G League players in its strongest form, like it's like the level of basketball, I think the quality of basketball is is um, only second to the NBA. Um, and, you know, again, if you truly believe you're an NBA player and you're a young player, and and that's what you're going for is no, you know, maybe you can make a little more money somewhere else, but it's nowhere that you're going to get an opportunity to show that um, than, you know, playing in the G League. What is the call-up process? There's yeah, simply, you know, if if you, you know, you, um, you know, I'm, you know, again, we use the Knicks because we're here, right? I'm the Knicks and, you know, I have an open roster spot or I need a particular um Player, you know, players injured, you know, I, I call, you know, that player's agent, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're interested. We're going to, you know, sign them. Um, we want to sign, you know, X player. Um, you know, sometimes it's what we have like 10 day contracts where it's a 10 day contract um, where you get paid, you know, a certain rate over, you know, 10 days or sometimes, you know, it's two way, you know, it's, you know, mm -hmm. we want to sign them to a two way contract or, some, you know, at times just a standard, you know, contract for for that season or or beyond um and you know then it, you you um alert the player and the team and you know usually 24 48 hours they in market they, they're calling their parents like i got the call up yeah yeah so in in terms of the salaries for the team is there a cap that the the, the league has set for each team and like what's the average salary per player these are um, these are good questions. So our our all of our players make the same um, 
meaning the G League pays all of our players the same salary. Mm -hmm. you know, Forty-one thousand five hundred is a G League salary for everybody. For every for every player. Now there was a time again, like earlier iterations, you had we, we had these things. You know, some people they don't they won't even like Mark. You guys won't even remember this, but we had like A contract, B contract, C contracts, and you know, kind of tiered. And you know, we got rid of that. So, but that's the standard. Um, G League um, salary, right? But then you you also you know you have players that go to NBA training camp and they get paid a certain amount of money for you know they may go to training camp and they get a certain amount of money. They get you know a ten day contract. We talked you know talked about they or they on a two way contract. They move so the average salary for a G League player is you know closer to you know probably a hundred thousand than that you know. That that salary they get paid from playing in the G League. Yeah, I, I was looking at that and I was trying to figure. I'm like, I saw the 41, but it said the average person is making anywhere between 100 to 125. But because you add those things into it, are there specific teams that players are more advantageous to go to because of the winning culture? Right, like for example, like the LA team, obviously doesn't. It's an affiliate of the Lakers, but they they haven't won at the same clip. Whereas the Toronto affiliate, right, yeah. has won some chips. And uh, uh, do players look at it like that? Like, look, we all are, like I, I can't sell. You know, I'm, I'm speaking of our teams now as it relates to like players. You can't sell, and and you can't sell. You're not selling. Um, yeah, you know, I can pay you more money because you know everybody makes the, the same salary. Um, what you're selling is the opportunity to grow and develop. And like some teams have a track record for here go all the guys mm -hmm. that came through here and started here. And, you know, this is what's, you know, their future. This is what happened for them when they left here. So, um, yeah, 100 percent. But it's, I think it's more based on because in our league, like, you know, guys are interested in how I how I can grow, how I can develop. They're, I mean, they're betting on themselves and they want, you know, a team that's going to help them you know, reach their goals. So what's some of the marketing initiatives that you guys have put in place over the last couple of years to help grow visibility for the G League? Yeah, we have really, we have really, um, you know, I think strong partnership with the general, you know, with, you know, marketing and, you know, content. The insurance company? Yes. Um, so that's been, um, that's been, a, you know, we do a, um, what's our, what's, what's the name? The break where we've done um, content with them and um, you know Shaq is a I was gonna yeah, say yeah Shaq. Shaq is a big is a big yeah, sponsor so, then, so then Shaq you know obviously um, is kind of the voiceover Nike is you know obviously a, we're a Nike league so that's a, the the um, connection and, and benefit that we get from being connected to Nike is always. Um, huge, and then we're the Gatorade. You know, I think a lot of times what people miss is the, as the G League, like we're the we're the Gatorade League, um, and you know that connection um, is is huge. And then you know I think one that's new that's coming up is our partnership with the Hyatt, and you know what that did that that allowed us to take our G League Winter Showcase, which the last four years had been in Las Vegas. That's allowed us to take it, and now we'll be in Orlando. Um, and that's all of our teams. Um, you, know, you just think of like a basketball convention. That's, you know, all of our teams there, all of the NBA general managers. Um, you know, Was it like combine? 
It's like combines on steroids because they're actually playing, you know, we're playing competitive games. You're playing real games. We've had, you know, a couple of years ago, you have players leaving from there, getting signed, going to NBA teams. You know, we have our, um, we have our competition, like the sort of first 14 games of our NBA season, we talked about in-season tournament before. The the first 14 games of our season are essentially a tournament. And the top eight teams from this part of our season, when we go to showcase, they're competing for $100,000. And, you know, so then you break that up, 10 G League players, 10,000 a piece. Like our guys are, you know, you add that to the 41.5, that, you know, again, that takes that up. But that, they're going for that, um, you know, hard. But so all all of, you know, all of those parts of, um, you know, our season, that that's included in that. But those are, you know, I'd say to, to the question, you know, obviously what we've done, um, you know, with the general, that's a like a G League um, standalone partnership. It's not, you know, NBA and G League. That's a G League partnership. Nike is huge. Gatorade is huge. And then what we're doing now with the Hyatt taking this event there, um, the showcase is, is um you know, really excited, but you know, other things, you know, J Lab, um, you know, Money Line, that's a, that's a Ignite partnership. Um, you know, OVO was a, you know, a, an Ignite partnership. So a lot, uh, you know, a lot of them, but you know, I'd say those were, are the ones that are, are doing, you know, kind of uh, the most exciting things with us right now. Yeah, let's talk about probably one of the biggest marketing moments in, in G League history. The, the biggest. I mean, Matt McClung, proud of Georgetown. Yeah. Wins the dunk contest, but he's 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 a part of the G League, right? He's yeah. not a, a, on an NBA roster at the time. Um, talk about what that moment meant yeah, just, to look, to the I, to the I, league. I think when you you know you say like partnerships and and marketing. I think you know all these things that we do, um, like with the NBA, like you can't you know like All Star probably second to the finals is the biggest platform the NBA has. So for us to be able to come and find ways to be included. Um, in All-Star last year, we were included in, you know, every day of All-Star. So we were, um, you know, we were a part of the, the rookie game. Now we, we're, you know, we're one of the teams. There's a G League team in the rookie, in the um, Rising Stars rookie um, sophomore game dunk contest with Mac. And then we had our, you know, our um, up next game on Sunday and you know with Mac for to be you know to be a G League player and to go you know not like not only you know one but like this stuff like we hadn't seen that stuff mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. right um, and um, you know just really like put on the show and you see all the um, you know Giannis and you know everybody else celebrating him you know for you know for our guys that's like that's that's everything and the, the ability you know, for us to then go and amplify that, those those moments you can't, um, you gotta be ready for them. You know, it's like, <laughs> you gotta be, you know, you gotta be ready for those moments because, you know, you don't get them, you know, every day in, in, uh, in the G League. I, I could imagine the 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 Sixers affiliate jerseys being yeah. sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about, since you're talking about All-Star and partnerships and other extremely intelligent um, decision on you guys' behalf. Yeah, yeah. This, so, year, this is a bright league, man. <laughs> bright future. Yeah. Very innovative, for yep. sure. Yep. Um, so, Earn Your Leisure will be a part of this year's All-Star festivities with you guys, collaboration. Um, so, we're going to be, we're going to be picking the All-Star team. Going to be drafting. And, and it's actually going to be the EYL team. That's a fact. Um, and then we're going to be uh, live streaming the game. This is going to be good. You know, you be, you play basketball your whole life. 
For sure. I don't think they know that. <laughs> so this is going to be fun to sit down and do a game, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, who's I, who's bright idea was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the idea of the game is, you know, up next, that's, you know, our best, you know, our brightest G League players and, you know, not all-star because it's only one all-star game, right? Like they all want to be in the big all-star game. So that, you know, that the concept of that is to be able to celebrate our G League players um, during all-star weekend, bring them there. Um, and then, you know, we did that last year. And I said, you know, our, our group, you know, um, how can we like make it even, you know, something different, innovative, creative. And the idea there was, okay, let's, let's, you know, kind of partner with someone to say, okay, you know, you, you have your own team, you know, pick the team. So we break the teams up into three, three teams, four teams. Um, Mark was. Yeah, so we'll break the teams up into four teams. One of the teams will be um, the EYL team. You guys will be able to pick your own team. Um, and we're going to, you know, the, the way the game will go, we'll try to, you know, kind of make it 2K-ish, you know, where it's, you know, faster pace and kind of gamified. Um, you know, you'll be able to stream it on, on your platform. So stream, you know, you know, distribute it in different ways. Um, and just make it a different, you know, again, like a different experience of a game and get really, um, get really creative. And, um, you know, you guys, you know, being willing to be a part of that is obviously huge. Uh, I'm telling for you. us, and it's going to be, um, I think, uh, you know, again, empowering and, and a great, great opportunity for our guys. General managers. Yeah, no <laughs> I, I mean, I told, I told the guys. I mean, I've been watching. I'm already watching uh, the G League, but now I'm even more intently watching because I got to scout to see who's going to be on our team because we we don't come to just be a part of things. Right. We, we only participate because we're coming to win everything. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate the opportunity <laughs> no to to come and win. No doubt. Yeah, but um, no, I definitely appreciate it for sure. And is this something that, you know, you guys want to do more of as far as, you know, untraditional type marketing, reaching, we're in a different world now, right? Where people are consuming content different. It's not just a matter of watching television, right? It's a matter of social media. It's a matter of YouTube. It's a matter of podcasts, a variety of different things. So, um, yeah, is, is that something that, you know, you guys are embracing more on that online social media marketing type of platform? Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and, and we, we have to, you know, one, just, you know, like the, the younger fans that we want to reach and, you know, that we want connected to, um, the G League and, and to be able to introduce, you know, again, like new fans, younger fans that, you know, we can even be the first stop to them becoming NBA fans. Um, and then that's just, again, as a league, like when I talk about testing rules and, you know, introducing, you know, new new concepts to the game, that's, you know, like League of Innovation, that's what we want to be known as. So I think this is even, you know, a further step in, in that direction. And so, again, this is taking place during All-Star Week. So this is going to be in Indiana this year. Yep. Uh, talk about the exact the timing that has happened um, and, and get the details so everybody who wants to support can, can be there to yes, support. We'll, we'll be – we'll hold the game Sunday. So it's Sunday afternoon um, before NBA All-Star Game. It'll be in the footprint. Um, There's what you call crossover. So, like, in the um, footprint of the NBA activations – um, going on. So if you're at NBA All-Star, like the All-Star, NBA All-Star game tickets are really, really hard to get. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people can't get those tickets. You can get a ticket to the Up Next game. So come to the Up Next game and, and you know, cheer for 
you know, the future stars of the NBA. How would they get a ticket? Just NBA.com. NBA.com, NBA G. So that's part of the package of just not the all-star game, but like they have a package where you could come to like the all the fan fest, all the center fan. type thing. Yes, all the fan and fest. And that that's included in that. Yes. Okay. And um, yeah, no, this is this is exciting. Definitely looking forward to it for sure. Um, before we leave, uh, any other initiatives that you guys are working on, or what's, what's your vision for you know making this league as you know big as possible? Well, you know, obviously, we like I said, I think that for a long time our goal was getting having thirty G League teams, the NBA teams, so we're really close to that. Um, and then continue to create platforms and opportunities for our pl our guys to grow and grow on the court and off the court. So you know we again we you know we talked about ignite, but for all of our our players, we offer them a continuing education program. We offer them um, job sh shadow programs. We we offer um, you know entrepreneurial programs where they continue to learn. So just continue to put the league in a place, put our players in a place where they can continue to grow. Uh, and learn. How do you feel about the state of basketball right now? A lot of people, you know, um, the Europeans, they're taking over. Um, it's an international <laughs> game, and yes, even how so. the game is played is more of a European style, the Euro step, right? And people are playing the game more different. Steph, on, Steph has changed the game um, as far as shooting threes. Now everybody shoots threes. At 12 years old, people come down from half court, shoot threes. You're a big man, but the big man is not really relevant in today's game anymore. Seven footers went beyond but seven four, and he's a guard pretty much. So the, the game has changed a lot since the 90s and early 2000s and the golden age of the NBA, how people like to say. But I think it's a, I think it's in a good space. Um what are your thoughts as far as somebody that's actually played the game and you've you've seen different stages of the game where yeah. we are now? How you feel I, about I think, it? I think the game is is great. And I mean, I even say that like with a critical eye. I'm not saying like I like every, you know, I, you know, I would like a couple of more post touches. <laughs> but I think the game is I think the game is great. I think the game is a global game. You know, I think the idea that it has to be, you know, how many you know Europeans or international players to you know, taking over the game. I, I just think like good players, you know, find their way to the best league in the world. And like the NBA is the best league in the world. I think styles, I think that evolves. Like, you know, I, I think right now it's a style of, you know, kind of five man out and, you know, pace and, you know, shooting a lot of perimeter shots. So that's the, you know, that's the style that teams are seeing success with now. I think that'll, that'll evolve. I don't know if we'll ever go back to, you know, when I had to come play the Knicks in the garden and I, like it was like Oakley and Mason and <laughs> Charles Smith. I don't know if we're going to ever go back to that, but, you know. So Tremont, I, yeah. Tremont has his way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think your game would have translated. I think so. Like knowing your game. Yeah, like, I think so. I, I, don't, I feel like, yeah, there's a Tim Duncan, but your game wasn't really Tim Duncan. You were almost like a face-up four in yeah. a sense where if you had to step back, I feel like Brooke Lopez was a post-up man that now shoots more threes than anybody on outside of Dayton. Well, you work on those, like, yeah, you're you, going, you like, I, 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 I didn't shoot a lot of threes, but I would have worked on, you know, yeah. in, in this era, I would have worked on it more. I would have been more empowered to shoot them. You know, the coaches would have, so I would have felt better. Would have been on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah. Um, but I think, like, all of that comes in, 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 you know, kind of waves. And and I think we'll see, you know, at some point based on like the talent and the type of players you see, you're going to see a different way the game is played. I think there's another evolution that's happening and maybe most people aren't aware of is 
players that are now in the exact position. Mm. When we talk about, we, you know, we just sat down with Andre Iguodala now at the NBA, NBA PA. Joe Dumars is here at the league. You're here. Talk about that evolution of, of guys now stepping in exact roles. You know, Adam Silver probably, you know, he won't be running the NBA forever, right? So now we got guys in training that a league that's dominated by people looking like us can now be run by people that look like us. I mean, I'll I'll go even like beyond, like beyond that. I think that's a nice thing um, where you see, you know, I, I came up where, you know, there was a, a Joe Dumars running the team and a Billy Knight running the team and Stu Jackson. Mm-hmm. So like, in you know, like we've seen that, mm-hmm. like what we see now with guys I think that's really exciting is like, they're like business prowess, you know, like a LeBron, the things that he's done, you know, off the court. Like he's, you know, arguably the best player ever, right? <laughs> arguably. Thank you for so, that. I mean, I, you know, I, you I, don't, I don't, say that to respect, you know, you don't think you, you don't think he's the best player? I just, I always, you know, like we didn't really get to see Oscar. We didn't really get to see, you know, I saw Kareem, but we didn't really get to see Kareem. So I always think of it like I don't want to. Um, no, we saw. You know, my father. He taught me that he's like, you know, the four, the four fathers of the yeah, game. Yeah, so I don't. When he you came know. into this league, there was a man dominating him. He wants to be respectful of the people who think that that man. Yeah, so that's all. I mean, but the things that they're doing, um, you know, what Magic has done um, in ownership, you know, Michael Jordan has done in ownership that we haven't, you know, we hadn't w- witnessed that before. And I think seeing that, in addition to, you know, you have Andre um, leading. The players union now and you know guys you know doing things in different um executive role i think the combination of those two is really powerful yeah well thank you for your time thank you we appreciate it and definitely we're we excited about the power the partnership for yeah, sure it's for gonna sure. be great team EYL, we coming Yes. Coming for the for the chip. Well, I'm, I'm thinking even bigger. I'm thinking yeah. you know there's, there's a Phoenix team that's coming potentially. There you go. We're talking about ownership. I know some guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know some guys. There you go. You know, we, connect, we, we connect you with the Suns. Yeah, me. Put I'll something go, together. I go up to the 18th floor. We can talk about the Vegas team. We can talk about the Seattle team too. All right. <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. Soon come. Here we go. Soon come. All right. Thank you. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you. Thank you. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.